And a good morning and welcome to Florida Gardening. I'm your host, Mark Govan, here for the next couple of hours. Uh, if you've got a question for me this morning, would love to hear from you. In fact, I was just talking a little bit to Joe uh, this morning here. Uh, Joe just uh, just heading out after his program. Always a great program with Joe. Uh, like talking to Joe. He's a real nice guy. So uh, if you... Uh, they're just waking up now. All you got to do is get up just a little bit earlier, and you can hear Joe every other week right here on 970 WFLA. So kind of nice. Uh, I'll tell you, uh, uh, anybody getting any rain? <laughs> uh, I think this past couple of days, I, and I, I was like I said, I was just talking to Joe this morning about uh, some big boomers this morning down there in St. Pete, uh, uh, Pinellas Park area. Uh, he said he had some real nasty ones this morning. Now, I slept through those this morning. But the day before, oh my, what, 4.30 a.m., if you were in Pinellas Park, <laughs> you got woke up. <laughs> I think that storm was dead center over my house. I uh, woke all my kids up. They all had stories about, uh, oh, yeah, did you hear that, Dad? Did, you know, I got out of, I got out of bed because there was like five or six of those. And I said, yeah, I was out of bed too, believe me. So uh, big boomers going on <laughs> out there uh, right now. In fact, there's some uh, a lot of rain out there uh, even as we are speaking. Uh, but uh, that's okay. You know why? Because as of June 30th, now, I know we're in July, as of June 30th, we were still under average rainfall. Under. That's right. Under average rainfall Can you, for the Tampa Bay area. So we got to get a lot of rain. We need it. You remember how dry it was? <laughs> remember everybody saying, Mark, Mark, my tree's dying. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I, I say, well, you got to water. I can't put enough water down. The tree's too big. I can't. I know. Well, hey, now we're getting some of the rain. So great. Hopefully after this month, remember, most of our rain comes in the middle of the year, you know. July, August, September, I mean, those basic three months, those are the months that we get all, the majority of our rain for the entire year. So uh, if you are complaining about having too much rain right now, remember, it was, remember how dry it was, okay? So at least we're getting a little bit of rain. Uh, I prefer if it was, you know, kind of spread out over the year, but that's just not how it works here uh, in in the state of Florida, so... Uh, enjoy what we uh, have. Uh, the temperatures are a little bit cooler. I like that. Okay. Temperatures are a little bit cooler. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but, you know, between raindrops, sometimes we can get out and do a little bit of work out in the yard. All right. Here's phone numbers for me this morning. I see people already waiting. But Hillsborough County, 990-9352. Over in Pinellas County, I know you're all awake because you got woke up by the storm. Four six one nine three five two, and our toll free line. If you're listening uh, via the uh, iHeartMedia or online, one eight hundred nine six nine nine three five two. I want to hear from you, uh, so please call. The best time to get to me to get those questions answered is right now. So let's hear from you. So those are the numbers. Give us a call, uh, Jim in Crystal Beach. Let's go right to you. Good morning, Jim. Hey, good morning, Mark. How are you? I am doing well. Good. Hey, Mark, I got I, I listen to you a lot, but I didn't think I'd have a reason to call you because I'm not too much of a gardener. But I'm trying to eliminate uh, the lawn I have. I don't have too much lawn, but I, I have a patch of lawn I'm trying to eliminate between me and a neighbor. Somebody told me to put zero scape grass, I guess it is, in there. Do you know? Well, they're, they're, what they are asking you to do, Jim, is uh, – 
what they call zero-scaping. Now, zero-scaping does not mean you're not going to have a lawn. Zero-scaping means you are providing plants and uh, species of plants and uh, shrubs that are more Florida-native plants that do not require additional uh, rainfall outside of our average rainfall that we normally get. So uh, plants that don't require as much water, don't require as much maintenance. Uh, and there are uh, there are many, many books uh, devoted just to that, just for the state of Florida. Okay. Okay, so uh, I would not want to see anybody get rid of all their, you know, and go to rock, let's put it that way. Uh, we don't, there, in years past, there were a lot of people that went to these rock lawns. And we had a, a huge list of customers. Really? With just rock lawns. Now you say, well, Mark, how could you have a customer with a rock lawn? What, what are you spraying, the rocks? Yes, for weeds. <laughs> Man, we had a big business going for weeds in those rock lawns because weeds still come through. Oh yeah, those weeds just come through like crazy, <laughs> and pretty soon it's almost like it's a grassy rock lawn. Okay, so uh, we were out there all the time trying to kill all the weeds that are coming up in those rock lawns. Even if they put weed block down first and then put the uh, stones down, yeah. uh, then we'd be back within six months because of you know dirt and debris and you know rain brings this down and all of a sudden you got weeds okay and it was a perfect environment for weeds to grow in the rocks have you ever seen those little terrariums that are all like marbles yeah i think I know do plants know. grow in those yeah okay. ah yeah. <laughs> okay same thing so uh that's what that's what uh that's what happens for people that put those rocks down and then what do those rocks do uh around the landscape they heat up the home okay they burn uh, they, they, they boil any plants or trees or uh, vegetation that you might have uh, growing in the ground because those rocks absorb the sunlight, correct? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, even if it's uh, some people put down the pumice and some people put down the white rocks and some people put down pebbles, it doesn't matter. They absorb uh, the heat throughout the day and then they transfer that back to the landscape during the night, which burns your trees up. So right. people are lose, starting to lose their trees and they wonder why. Well, that that's why, because it's too darn hot. Well, Mark, I made that mistake. I got a lot of white rock in a flower bed. It's quite big right in front of the home. And now you're right, the weeds come through. What do I do then? I can't take all them out. I don't want to. Anyway, just keep spraying them every couple months. Well, you're going to have to use a product like Roundup, yes, right. uh, to, to okay. keep the to keep the weeds down. Uh, the people that we would service, we'd service every every uh, sixty days. Okay. Now, one last question, Mark, on that zero escape thing. It's not a very big piece of the lawn. It's just between me and the neighbor. Somebody told me if that grows, it only grows like four inches high, and the more you water it, the more it spreads, and you won't have grass in there. Weeds would still come through, wouldn't they? Well, I, you know, you're you're using a term of xeriscaping right. uh, with a thought, I believe, that you're not have you, you're having something else in there. Um, you, you're just confusing the, the terms. With the xeriscaping, again, that is by uh, adding plants and things that are more native to our area that don't require the 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 watering requirements, fertilizer requirements that other landscape plants do. So you're still putting something in there. Right. You're, you you know you're not having just nothing there. But there's lots of plants. Uh, Simpson stopper, uh, a Florida native plant, uh, would grow very very well there. Uh, some of the Asiatic jasmines, some of the uh, uh, if you see in the median strips on the 
uh, as you drive throughout the county, you probably see the yellow flowering plants that they use as as cover. Uh, some people call it pro turf. Some people uh, call it uh, uh, oh geez, uh, the real name for it. Well, pro turf is, is is one of the varieties that they use. Uh, but there's they're all based on giving you a plant material or a covering that does not require uh, the water or the nutrients that uh, normal uh, landscape plants that you might want to grow outside of the, the, those types of plants would okay. be. What would you recommend, Mark, Something like what you just said? Because this is a small area. It's about four feet wide by 20. Well, I was actually going to talk about some uh, Confederate jasmine, Confederate jasmine minima, okay. uh, the, the cultivar minima. And it does very well in those areas. So you put that down, and and it basically it takes the place of what what where your grass would be. Now, do you still have to mow it? Yeah, some people mow it at four to six inches in height. Okay, uh, will weeds invade that area? Uh, yes, weeds can still invade the area. So what people will do is uh, there are products that you can spray for the grassy weeds that do invade that area. So, you know, it still requires maintenance. It just doesn't have the watering requirements that uh, maybe your turf grass would. Okay. You save on the water. Yes. Okay. Hey, Mark, I really appreciate your time. Oh, no problem. And, you know, there's, oh, my gosh, uh, Jim, there's there's books and books and books. I probably got about six or seven books myself uh, at home just about xeriscaping. And the, the county extension office can give you a lot of information about uh, uh, Florida-friendly plants and Florida-friendly landscapes that you could probably go to that I think will achieve the same uh, uh, thing that you want to do. Okay. All right? Hey, thank you so much, Mark. You are very welcome, sir. Thank you. All right. right. Bye-bye. And all you got to do is go to the county extension office, and they can get you that information. So any uh, county that you live in, go to the county extension office, and they can give you that information and uh, uh, get you up to date. Uh, Ralph in Tampa. Hey, Ralph, good morning. Good morning, sir. Appreciate Hi. you. Uh, every morning I listen to you on Sundays. Great show. Thank you. Um, got a quick question. I have a lemon tree, a, a real young lemon tree. It's only about six months old in the ground, and it's producing fruit. Uh, half of the fruit on the bottom half of it has like a dark, uh, dusty discoloration. The, green, the fruit's still green about um size of you know a small lemon right now um uh, can you not all the fruit is like that just some of the fruit has this uh dark half like half of the fruit uh the skin is showing this um can you give me a little insight this is the bottom side of the fruit you're talking about correct 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 okay so when the when the fruits start to grow Okay, so you you have a a, a small tiny fruit, uh, mites, spider mites, infect your tree, and they're very small. You can't even see them. And what they do is they feed on the rind of that fruit as it's starting to develop. And as that new as that new fruit grows and develops, the rind pushes down towards the bottom. Okay, if the infestation of insects or mites continues, then the entire fruit can turn brown or uh, darker brown as you're, as you're seeing it as well. Uh, but sometimes uh, the whole thing does not turn brown and sometimes it's just half. Okay. And it's a, what, what happens is you have a stippling 
of the skin of the actual fruit, and I, I think that's what you're looking at. So, is it right. something that is a uh, detriment to the, the the tree? Well, yeah. If you if you allow the uh, insects to continue, but I think at one point you probably got them under control. Okay, you probably got them under control. Yeah. So, uh, you know, only part of those fruit were affected, and it just turned the bottom part of that brown. Now, and because you can't, you can't wipe this off either, correct? No, cannot wipe it off. Okay, correct. yeah, yeah, I, I believe that's what it is. I believe it's it's just a spider mite damage, and uh, a lot of people ask, will call and say, "Hey, Mark, I got these brown fruit on my citrus tree." Okay, and brown fruit on citrus, that's exactly what it is. It, it is from the stippling effect of the spider mite as he scratches the surface, that's how I best describe it, of the fruit, and then the fruit uh, that tops the surface, uh, uh, it, it kind of uh, it doesn't get infected, but it kind of turns brown. That's what it does. And it does affect the inside of the fruit. You can eat the fruit, no problem whatsoever. All right? So, okay. uh, no, question. no problem there, but it's unsightly and people don't like to have brown fruit. They want to have orange fruit or green, you know, a, a lime or a lemon or whatever the color of the fruit is supposed to be. Uh huh. Yeah. This is half, half the fruit and it's not all of it. It's just, you know, the bottom half of it. And sure. I don't know whether it was a sun, sun situation where the sun, you know, was. No, no. I think it was as those fruit. Part. As the fruit were developing, I think spider mites got onto that and, you know, uh, attacked it. And that's exactly what you saw, saw or exactly what you are seeing. Uh, if you do routine maintenance on your citrus tree, uh, spraying every two months with a good, uh, uh, maybe a product like Malathion 50, Malathion 50. Uh, yes. Spray that and uh, always use a little bit of copper too, a copper fungicide. Uh, just for other problems that uh, citrus trees get, I think that you'll be uh, uh, pretty far ahead. Every okay. two months, yeah, just mark a, your calendar. I have a service that comes out and sprays my my trees and such, so that may have you know nipped it at that point. It could have very much, uh, yes. You know, and then I've listened to you, so I you know I do spray it with you know I got a hand sprayer and I use copper and spray very good. copper on it. Yes. So, Copper is very, very, very important uh, to to control. Uh, there's there's a dozen other uh, citrus melodies that are uh, you get as well. Okay, great. All right, all right sir. Appreciate it. Thank you very much for your information. You bet, Ralph. I appreciate the call. Thank you, sir. All right, bye bye. And of course, you are listening to Florida Gardening. And my number here this morning in Hillsborough County, 990-9352. Over in Pinellas County, 461-9352. Or toll-free, 1-800-969-9352. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, I was just talking uh, with Jim about xeriscaping, and uh, I-, I wanted to read him the actual uh, definition. Uh, xeriscaping is landscaping and gardening that reduces or eliminates the need for supplemental water from irrigation. 
It is promoted in regions that do not have easily accessible uh, or plentiful and reliable supplies of fresh water. Hey, that's us. That's us right here in Florida. Uh, in uh, what public perception of xeriscaping has frequently been negative, as many assume that these types of landscapes are ugly examples of cactus and gravel. However, studies have shown that education and water conservation practices in the landscape can greatly improve the public's perception of xeriscaping. And I'm going to let you know, there are plenty, (laughs) oh my gosh, plenty of absolutely gorgeous plants uh, that you can grow in the landscape that really do not require a lot of water or a lot of maintenance. So uh, it just... You know, uh, that's why I keep talking about that free guide uh, that I list on my uh, Facebook uh, uh, site uh, that you can order. That and, and it has a lot of those uh, uh, in there, and you you are you, you can have that sent right to you. It's, it's great guide. <laughs> so uh, if you uh, want, uh, uh, send me an email, and I'll, I'll get you a link to the guide. If you, if you don't know, it's like a hundred and ten page guide. Uh, it's put out by uh, Swiftmont. Uh, Southwest Florida Management Company, and it's a uh, 110-page color pictures. It's all about plants for growing in Central Florida, and it's full color pictures. There's probably about 30 pictures on a page, and it gives you all the information. But what's nice about it is it gives you uh, that color photograph, and you can now you can see the plant, and it's uh, separated by you know uh, tall trees, shorter trees, uh, tall shrubs, uh, short shrubs, uh, uh, landscape plants, uh, tall and, and, and short, and oh, it goes through everything. It's it's a very very handy guide uh, for you to uh, select different plants for your landscape versus uh, going to the garden center and wondering, well, will that grow at my place? Well, I don't know. Uh, this guide will really help. A kind of move you in the right direction of uh, finding the plant that's going to work for you. Plus, you you, you see what it looks like at maturity uh, in the photograph. So uh, that's just a great, great uh, uh, handy guide. And again, free. <laughs> but, uh, it's your tax-paying dollars at work that finally uh, you can get something back uh, for the money that you are spending uh, <laughs> to to uh, support the government. So <laughs> there you go. Can't can't beat something for free. All right. I got to take a break. Of course, you are listening to Florida Gardening. And you're listening to Florida Gardening. Uh, you know, one of the things I like to tell people is that you need to try some of the products that I talk about here on the program. And here's an opportunity to actually try Hydrotain, which is a, a great product. Uh, you may say, well, Mark, we're getting a lot of water right now. We've got a lot of rain going on. So do I need to apply the Hydrotain? Hey, it only takes a couple of days at 90 degree temperatures to starve that lawn back right back out that's why you only apply hydrotain once every three months but you still need to apply it every three months that's that's how the product works but here's your opportunity to try it for free i'm going to give away a free quart of hydrotain that's enough to treat a 5,000 square foot home lawn Uh, all you have to do is be the ninth caller right now you get a free quart of hydrotain and a hydrotain hat it's probably about a 45 dollar value uh right now here's my number it's hillsborough county 990-9352 uh by the way if you have a question and you're calling in just let them know you got a question right away uh 
Pinellas County, 461-9352. And our toll-free line is 1-800-969-9352. That's for a free quart of hydrogen and a hydrogen hat. Uh, although, if you, like I say, if you have a question, you got to let them know right away, uh, and we'll get you uh, put on there, and we'll get your questions answered for you uh, right away as well. But you got to try this product. You have to give it a shot. Uh, I think you're going to really like it. It's, uh, it's, a uh, we use it all the time, all the time. Uh, let's see. This is Ray or Ray Ray. Good morning. Good morning, Ray. Uh, good morning, Mark. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. I'm sitting here looking at my big buttercups with bees all over them this morning. Oh, okay. I have a quick question. Um, I had planted a moon and stars watermelon seeds. All righty. They are now in the neighborhood of 50-foot long one way wow. and 30-foot long on the other hill. Well, good. That means you planted them uh, at, at, at just about the right time. Right. I have blooms. I have runners, but no watermelons. Nothing yet. Well, you give Nothing yet. I can't believe it. They're going around the house. They've curved the corner from where I planted them. And uh, are they going to bear fruit, or am I just looking at decorative vines? No, they will eventually. Produ- they will eventually produce the flowers. Now, have you? You're fertilizing them, obviously, uh, and I want to make sure that you're putting down a fertilizer that has a high middle number. That's number one. Right. And then the first flowers that come out are the male flowers. They're not going to produce for you either. You're going to say, oh, my gosh, I finally got flowers, and they're dying on me. Mark, I, what what happened? And uh, <laughs> and then the, the, the second kind of set of flowers that start to come out are the female flowers, and that's what are going to have the small fruit directly behind the flower. Right. I've had blooms, and I've had more blooms, and it seems like really every day there's more runners with more blooms. Don't d- don't let that right. bother you. Just 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 keep them going. They know what they're doing. <laughs> you know, uh the the plants know what they're doing. They will they will flower uh when it's time for them to flower. So I might be able to expect to uh rent a truck and sell watermelons. Well, I, you 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 still have that possibility. That is correct. <laughs> No, I'm okay, not familiar Mark, with the variety that you said. What 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 was your variety? Moon and stars. Moon and stars. No, I'm not familiar with moon and stars. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's it's uh, the green, and it's got little splashes of gold all over the outside of the melon. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, I threw some seeds in the ground, and here they went, and they're still going. I know uh, uh, the Jubilee and Sugar Baby, Black Diamond; those are all varieties that grow here very well. That that do right. produce very well. But I'm, you know, I just, you know, I do hear this quite often. I've got vines, 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 and uh, nothing yet. I say, just give it time. <laughs> give right. it time. I, Call me I back in a couple of weeks uh, when, when you when you start noticing those flowers. <laughs> I, yeah, I've had flowers for a month, but no melons. All right, Mark. Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, no, no problem at all. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, right. keep that fertilizer on them too. Remember, every couple of weeks, uh, fertilizer, especially with watermelons and a liquid fertilizer sprayed on the leaves at ha- one half strength. 
one half strength okay. uh, with a pump up sprayer like a Miracle Grow or Peters. Right. Okay. One half strength every two weeks. Very important. All right. All right. Very good. Shall do. Thank you, okay. sir. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. 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 Uh, you know, uh, there's very few plants that are uh, that can grow this time of year. You know, outside of okra and uh, the hot peppers, some of the peppers uh, uh, do fairly well. Uh, cherry tomatoes. There's a couple. There's a couple of tomato varieties from Heat Wave and things like that that would do nicely uh, this time of year. But boy, all my tomatoes. Uh, you know. I would have pulled out my tomatoes, but my <laughs> but but my sweet potatoes have strangled them. <laughs> I, I just I just made another post on Facebook here, uh, my Facebook account, oh, probably this past week. I think it was just just this past week, uh, and I built these big boxes uh, over at my office uh, because. Th- the depth that I had of my grow, other grow boxes just weren't, weren't deep enough for to grow potatoes in or sweet potatoes. And, I mean, you could grow some, but you're not getting as many as I would like to get. So I grew, uh, or I'm sorry, I built uh, these other boxes, and they're at least, oh, I, I would say 16 inches deep, okay? Took a lot of, a lot of soil uh, to, to put in there. But it's about 16 inches deep. And, uh, I, I got all the good stuff in there. Oh my gosh. All kinds. I've already, I've already had two or three crops out of there, but I put my, uh, I showed on my Facebook account how I, I grew the sweet potato, uh, in a glass of water and harvested the slips and then rooted out the slips. And then I also, uh, planted the slips. So now they've been into my box for about six weeks and I wanted to make sure that everybody saw you know, the, the slips growing. And I went out there <laughs> to take pictures of them yesterday. Oh my gosh. They're everywhere. <laughs> uh, they are all, they have taken over the entire box at this point. I mean, they are thick. Okay. Uh, that's one thing about sweet potatoes. They will, they will just grow and, and thicken up and, uh, they have taken over the entire box. And I, I, I hope I hope they're really producing. So I got to get some more fertilizer and stuff in there on them myself too. So I got to work on that as well uh, to to keep them producing. But they've got uh, probably another six weeks to go. Okay, before I, I'll be comfortable in figuring that I'll have enough in the box uh, to to start digging out. But that's just about the time, about six weeks from now, that we start planting our fall vegetable garden. Which means that people should be thinking about starting their, you know, seeds and getting them into small containers and rooting them out and growing them so that in about six weeks we start planting them back out in the garden again. So starting those tomatoes and and all the good things that uh, we're going to plant for the fall vegetable season. So I want to make sure that you all, uh, 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 you know, Start start it now because it takes about that six weeks. I I like to grow my vegetables from seed number one, but I like to grow them and uh, have them at least in about a one gallon size before I actually put them into the garden. You know, it, it to me it, it doesn't help to put uh, 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 these small starter plants into the garden and 
you know, you get a little bit of rain or wind or something, and they can be damaged very, very quickly. But the bigger the root system is of your plants, when you put those into the garden to start, uh, if it's a more developed root system, uh, even if you're growing from seed, just step it up into the next size container. But when you have a nicely developed root system, uh, at that point, uh, your plants do so, so much better. So uh, I just want to make sure that uh, you have, uh, uh, or, or at least you're going to be starting your vegetables uh, from seed uh, as well. But if you get an opportunity, I want you to go back and uh, check out uh, my Facebook link, and you'll be able to see uh, all of those <laughs> uh, photographs uh, from start to finish of, uh, well, I don't fi- I say finish, but I haven't harvested them yet. So once I harvest, I'll have those out there too. I'll have pictures of that too. But uh, how to start those sweet potatoes and what about, what better crop can you have uh, to grow this time of year when we got this, this scorching, scorching heat uh, every day out there. So uh, it's going to be uh, uh, just a great, uh, great cover crop for you that you can use uh, during the summertime. Uh, those of you that do not grow during the summer, you should be sterilizing that garden. So if you're not growing sweet potatoes, you don't have any, let's say you don't have anything in the garden right now, you should be sterilizing that garden with clear plastic over the top of your garden. Uh, some people will throw a little extra compost in there, uh, some uh, additional potting soil and some fertilizer. They mix that up and then they throw uh, some clear plastic over the top and then they uh, put a little bit of soil around the edges and they let that sun bake down. Bake down on that, and it it actually uh, kills any weed seeds that might be in there. It also kills nematodes and other insect problems that you might have uh, and disease problems in the soil. So, if you've got another six weeks before planting, you you're you're right there at the at the cusp of having uh, enough time to really bake that soil and get that soil ready for your again for that fall. Uh, vegetable garden. Uh, I, I'm sure you still have time, but you should you should get busy now. Mid month of August, okay, not 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 right now, not not July. Mid month of August, and right now you sh- is is when you start planting. Uh, but you should be starting your, your seedlings. Here's things that you should be starting. You should be starting your beans, your broccoli, celery, collard greens, right, corn, cucumbers. Eggplant, all that can be grown, uh, uh, even more onions. Yes, onions. Uh, you can grow that in the fall uh, vegetable garden. Uh, squash and your tomato crop again, absolutely. So there are plenty of things that you can be growing from seed right now to get back into that garden. I don't want you to wait. I want you, you know, if you're like me and, and, and you've got a seed bin, I've got a seed bin. Uh, you, you, you got to start going through there and start planting them out, getting those things starting to grow. Uh, and I always plant a few extra because in case one dies or something during during the rooting uh, process, that you always have a few extra to put into the garden. Uh, I also like just to wait. Let's say my plants aren't completely ready, but I got some that look really good and some that don't. I will wait. I'll, I'll keep those and I'll plant those into another area of the garden. Uh, a, a little further away, possibly from. I like to have like two gardens, is what I like to to do. I'll have a garden on this side of the home, and I'll have another garden on the other side of the home. And I'll plant out my first garden 
uh, with the plants that are ready. And then if it takes a couple more weeks for the others to mature uh, enough where I want to put them out, then I'll put those out in a couple weeks later on the other side of the house. And what that does is that stops uh, the possibility of those plants uh, maybe being cross uh, infected by an insect problem or a disease problem. So you have uh, two separate gardens. I, I just think that's a smart way to uh, plant. All right, I got to take a quick break. Again, my phone number is Hillsborough County 990-9352. If you're over in Pinellas County, 461-9352. And our toll-free line, 1-800-969-9352. And let's get right back to the calls. I've got uh, Francis in Sun City Center here. Uh, Francis, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Hi. I need to talk to you about butterflies. All righty. Um, I've got them in my backyard. I think the the larva, it's kind of a greenish, light green with black stripes around and a red head. What is it? Well, it's just one of the caterpillars. I, I don't know which caterpillar it is uh, uh, just from that description, but... Uh, uh, what are these on right now? They're on shrubbery, have no leaves. They're on the pink and white. Oh, uh, snow, snow on the mountain. On the mountain. Yeah, snow on uh, uh, Bernaya. Uh, and you want to get rid of them, of course. Well, if they're butterflies, I don't. But if they're moths, it won't make any difference. Well, it's a caterpillar. It's going to either turn into a moth or a butterfly. Well, and uh, more than likely, it's going to turn into some sort of... Uh, uh, some sort of a moth. Uh, what do they do or don't do? Well, if the if it's the one that gets on the uh, snow on the mountain, uh, if you do not uh, do anything to it, uh, you know they're going to continue to defoliate that. No, that... it's already defoliated. There's not a, a a leaf on them. Okay. Did you want to keep the plant, or did you want to? Allow the the caterpillars to continue. Well, I want to keep at least three clusters because I like the backdrop they give without bloom. Sure. And uh, the rest of the you know seedlings and uh, rooted plants from it, it wasn't doesn't make any difference. Well, if if you know, I would I would get I would get yourself a product called Thuricide. T h u r i c i d e. Thuricide, and uh, you mix that with water, and you spray it on the plant, and that will kill those little caterpillars that are defoliating the, the oh, plant. I don't want, I'd rather dig the shrubbery up than kill a butterfly. Oh, well, there you go. But I don't know what they are. Well, I'm sure they're going to turn into some sort of a moth. Right yes. now, their their bodies are about the size of lead in a pencil, and they're about an inch long, and there's hundreds of them. Oh, I bet. I, I've, I've seen them. I've seen them are, are really thick. Uh, can you hold on, Francis? I got to go for a quick news break. Stand, stand by. Uh, you're listening to Florida Gardening. Here's John McQuiston with the news.